to episode five i am here with my co-host derek this is we're talking drums how and are you doing today, i buddy? and i derek am here with my co-host Corey. hello <laughs> hey man I, i'm good how are you doing Dude, not not too bad man it's been um busy week back at work uh, haven't really had much time to sit down at my kit and I got bands in my studios. So, um, I finally got cleaned up from a drum session last week and now I am setting up my kit once again to, uh, to get some practice in once we're, we're done this little podcast here. So nice. That's always, always fun. I'm, uh, I, so this week, uh, is reading week. Uh, right now, so I don't have to go to school. Although I got a bunch of projects I have to do, so that'll probably cut into stuff. But um, we've had a we've been having some pretty good practices lately, and I just added a fun new piece of gear to my drum kit. Uh, kind of fun and kind of new. Um, it's not it's not a huge thing, but so essentially, uh, I use a Roland TM2 to trigger my kicks, and I've added a uh, a Roland trigger bar as well, so that way I can now activate or like trigger samples if i need specifically i wanted a bass boom uh for some specific heavy parts and songs and uh, it's pretty awesome to yeah man hit those that's 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 killer yeah. you could just add it in wherever you want play oh, around yeah. with it you know like and i'm using yeah. it way too much right now so the goal is we, you know we talked about it and i the way i see it is you get two bass booms in a set at the very most, you know, maybe one in the first song and one in the last song. And if you use more than that, you're doing it too much. Um, I remember seeing a band not long ago and they triggered like a couple in every song and it was really noticeable after a while. Yeah. It gets really annoying. All those like death core and metal core bands and stuff. Every breakdown has a bass boom. Yeah. And that's essentially what it was. And, uh, it definitely, like, the first one was like, Oh, that's cool. And then like the 10th one was like, all right, that again, so the way I figured is like, yeah, we're going to do it at the very most twice. But like right now, I'm, st- I'm still just like trying it out pretty much every transition to see where it sounds good. Uh, but it's it's pretty fun. I really want to really get a fart sample so I can trigger some farts. That is key. <clears throat> you right? need the fart sample. And yeah. the best thing ever, and this is, uh, you know, this is a free idea for any entrepreneurs out there who are listening. Uh, if there was a sampler that like I could hit it and it would give me a different fart every time, <laughs> so you don't really know what you're gonna get, that would be so awesome. Yeah, you need to catalog like 150 different fart sounds. And, uh, <laughs> you're good. I I saw a video uh, of a guy during during sound check and he switched his kick sample to a cowbell. Oh. And was like just like double strokes at like 280 of just cowbell ringing. Now swap that out with farts. Oh, <laughs> it would just be like a so good <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the whole yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Classic man. 
Yeah. So, dude, so, new gear is always uh, a great time. It's really so the secret to you. happiness, I think. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there right now who are probably feeling pretty down because of the COVID situation. And uh, my advice is to go buy some new gear. Yeah, don't do it because you need it. Yeah. Uh, do it because you want it. <laughs> that's that's our life advice for the day. Yeah, just blow all your money um, <laughs> on stuff that just brings you slight joy for momentary uh, moments in time. Yeah, it doesn't mean, make sense, but <laughs> I mean, we don't. You know, we shouldn't need to say this, but as a reminder, the secret to happiness is stuff. Always yeah. stuff. Yeah. So More anyway, Corey. Stuff. Corey, speaking of stuff, we got a fun yes. we got a fun show for everybody today. Indeed, we do, Derek. You wanna you wanna tell them what we're what we're doing? We are diving into the world of weird, odd, and sometimes forgotten drum gear. I would like to also add in the word neat. Neat, yeah, it can be neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but just uh, very strange things that you don't necessarily see very often or uh, function very well, <laughs> depending. We got all sorts of stuff that uh, we're going to talk about here. Yeah, man. You want to? We got a couple of things. Um, so we are not really aware of what the other person has looked up yet. So this should be interesting. Watch us have like. These like identical lists, and we only have half as many things as we thought we did. Yeah, exactly. I know, like most of the stuff uh, when we were kind of uh, discussing uh, topics for this week's episode, uh, we had already discussed a couple things, and that's what immediately came to mind. So first off, uh, I want to go down the route of pedals because there are so many different types of pedals uh, that have come out over the years. Uh, cause like I, at first you always had the, the chain drive, you know, and then the direct drive came around, but there's a slew of other inventions that people have had, um, that kind of either didn't work or some new ones that, um, that just haven't uh, really made their mark, uh, yet. But the first one I want to talk about, cause I, the first time I saw this, I just laughed. Um, and no offense to Gibraltar at all, but it is the catapult bass drum pedal. I'm going to pull that up here, uh, so I can follow along because I, I do know what you're talking about, but it'll be nice to have a nice new look at it. Yeah. Now this thing is <laughs> the least conventional pedal I've ever seen. I have not played it, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> I actually have um, played one of these. Oh, have you? Yeah, it was at a, a music store. Um, well, it was at Along with Quay when I was a kid, and even back then, yeah, it was something. <laughs> so the on on the website here, it says the pros are a refreshing break from the norm. Well, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about. So you've got a conventional pedal, which has your footboard, and it pulls down on. Uh, some sort of drive, either a direct drive or a chain, which is connected to a cam uh, and essentially pulls the beater forward into the bass drum head. This pedal doesn't have that. It's got a footboard with like kind of like a weird thing with a bearing on the front, like like a, like almost like a wheel. 
and then there's this weird post towards the toe end of the pedal that's attached to a hinge um and the footboard essentially rolls up and down this it's like a curved post and it pushes the the like the beater into the bass drum head in a really weird way <laughs> yeah i don't know who designed this thing but i don't i don't know if they are right in the head <laughs> i don't know if uh, they still have a job yeah seriously uh I, I don't know where you can find one even um it does say um uh, what website am i on here it's not uh, still in production this is, is it? like musicradar.com this is a review it does say they they go for about a hundred and sixty nine ninety five uh or a hundred and twenty five euro hmm so this review is done in 2009. I don't know if uh, they are still around at all. Um, I have to but... imagine that there's a specific reason this was designed. Because like, I remember whenever I played it, it was like it was heavy and laggish. Laggish? That's not the word I'm looking for. Leggy? It's sluggish. That's the word. It's yeah. very sluggish. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff like like thick things that are moving on it but it makes me think like if you look at the beater even that comes with it it looks like a paddle almost um it looks like a suction cup kind yeah. of you know like like, like yeah. are you gonna cut glass with it or yeah. something like just like <laughs> i don't know i just I, it makes me wonder if it's you know if there's a genre out there that this would be ideal for but i have a hard time believing that <laughs> i i have no idea what i don't i don't know but um but yeah that's uh go check that out and if anybody has one want to uh send it our way or even uh do a little demo video uh so we can kind of see you know mm -hmm. you know what it's interesting because whenever uh, just just now whenever i looked this pedal up um, it actually popped up uh, another product that Gibraltar has that I forgot about, and that's their Ultra Adjust Hi Hat Stand. And um, if you're, I don't know if you've, have you heard of that before? No. It's actually um... kind of a cool concept, and I've often thought about like wanting something like this. I, although I have read reviews, and I don't know if it's the most. Um, like, uh, I don't know if it's the best hi-hat stand, like the most responsive, but essentially it's a, like a regular hi-hat stand and it goes up about halfway, the, like half the height of a normal hi-hat stand. And then it has a section that pretty much has two ball joints. So you can bend the whole stand uh, almost in like a, you know, you could bend it uh, horizontally and then it goes up vertically again. So that way you can have your hi-hat pedal a little farther away and then have the hi-hats themselves closer to you, but still be perfectly flat. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting design because the way I, especially like the way I play is my, my bass drums are pretty far forward and it makes it kind of annoying to have my hi-hats. If I want my hi-hat pedal right next to my kick pedal, then my hats are a little farther away from me than I would like. So something like that would actually be pretty useful. Um, actually, I really like this. That little, this yeah. looks really cool, right? It's uh, almost you could almost make it into like a remote hi hat as well, right? Because the way that it looks is it's just the top part of the hi hat, um, 
is just clamped in there. So you could probably take that out and put it wherever you want. You just need a longer cable for it. Yeah, because it's that's one thing I didn't mention when describing what this was. It's essentially like, you know, it's got this pivoting arm that the hi-hat's on, but where the arm bends, there's just a cable that takes up the space. Um, so it is pretty, yeah, it is a pretty cool, like, little design. So I'd be interested in how that would work. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess if you wanted a really good one, you could get uh, just a regular remote hi-hat stand. But I thought it was a pretty interesting design. Well, here, one of the reviews here is saying, great idea, but some definite problems. Because of the angles and the cables having to negotiate those angles. I don't know what negotiating tactics they use. Uh, <laughs> but apparently the uh, pedal response is sluggish. Now, for me, I don't really use, uh, like, I don't need a crazy response on my hi-hat pedal most of the time. I don't really do like a whole lot of chokes or anything. Either it's closed or it's open. Mm -hmm. um, so, but um, yeah, most of these are five star reviews here on the old Amazon. Yeah, interesting. So uh, yeah, I so mind I try one of these because I, I actually. But the thing is, I, I do use quite a bit of hi hat stuff, and uh, I can see how sharp of an angle that cable bends to to you know fit in there. So I'd be curious. Because it is a cool design. Oh, absolutely. Uh, good so price too. that's that's one point down for that uh, the catapult pedal, and one point up for mm. this hi hat stand. I'm very curious. Uh, I want to try this out. So uh, anybody at Gibraltar, send us both those yeah. things. I mean, at the end of the uh, day, I think we know that Gibraltar's got some cool stuff out there. Absolutely, yeah. One of the one of the top tier hardware companies. Yeah. So well, that's neat. That's a that's a fun, unexpected one. That was last minute add to our list here. Yeah, I guess that I'm takes up no. takes up my turn, so you can go now with the next one. <laughs> oh come on! What do you what do you got hit, hidden over there, right. man? You know what? I'll do another quick Gibraltar one since we're on a Gibraltar kick here. Huh? Yeah, uh, and that is I'm going to build the suspense, and it's not just because I lost the link. Corey. It's uh, because I'm a master of suspense. It is... Oh, uh, God. I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> I, I, did, I did lose the link. <laughs> you lost the link. 100%. You have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, no. Here it is. Okay. It is um, a Gibraltar stealth rack, and this is the GSDS. So the Gibraltar GSDS. Um, and uh, it's interesting. It's a rack that essentially is like it's got two feet and then it perfectly curves up around your bass drum. Um, and it's designed just to fit like tightly around your bass drum and not really take up um, much space at all. And it actually looks kind of cool. Have you seen this one before? Oh, wow. Right? No, I haven't. Like I've seen like so many different custom racks and stuff like that, but this is really cool. The only, the only flaw I kind of see with it is that's really, really tight uh, to that kick drum. I could see the hardware. Like, even... All right. For starters, at shows, you're you're having to set up your kit super quick. You're mm -hmm. having to tear it down really quick. That kick drum is going to get destroyed by the hardware. Those cymbal stands in there and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, just trying to remove it. 
like what do you do do you take the rack out first or do you take the kick drum out first yeah you're totally if you, you know? like you've got no real room to to have your stands poking into that area where the bass room sits the one another thing it's it's interesting because on their on their website like the demo picture is of a solid black drum kit kind of like what i play um yeah and it actually looks cool i think it would look pretty cool to have a double bass kit with two of these you know dude uh, i agree 100 percent. it would look like super cool here's the but... biggest biggest thing that i thought of whenever i saw it is that would not fit in my hardware case no yeah a hundred percent not like, now me i don't tear down my my rack completely mm. and put it in a case like i leave my rack freestanding uh especially on tour and stuff like it's just that's way too much time wasted um so uh, i i i'd be fine with that like that would fit in the trailer no problem like it'd be cool Interesting, yeah. But I would have to find a way to get my whole rack connected to it. Uh, dude, I, I just don't see that working for me. Like, it says it fits around a 22-inch bass drum. So, like, if I got 22s, that's going to be tight. Uh, with yeah. my 20s, it might not be too bad. Oh, they do have a but... carry bag here. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh. Um, it would be kind of cool looking to have two of those, and you could even connect those with another bar in the middle to hold all your rack toms and stuff. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe, uh, you know, someday when we have roadies and we don't have to be the ones carrying stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I just have a stage set up. Just roll it out. All drums are all already assembled everything's good roll it right onto the stage yeah that'd be great and then i hit one yeah. sample and it plays all the uh, drum parts for me and i don't even have to do that yeah man then we can just <laughs> you just sit in the back and eat sandwiches oh my god That's i love life. sandwiches <laughs> all right well there's a uh, the third of gibraltar so i'm gonna what else we got now maybe something that's not gibraltar <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i love gibraltar uh i do same. I love my Gibraltar rack. Um. Okay. I don't think I talked about these yet. Um. I'm. Have you heard of these magnetic drum pedals? Oh, uh, the Drumnetics. The drum. The yeah. The company Drumnetics. So you have your your regular chain drive, which is uh, and direct drive, which all deal with spring tension. So, um, most have a vertical spring that's attached to it. Trick has the horizontal spring with the bias rods. This is like a revolutionary pedal where it just deals with magnets and that's it. So you have magnet on the bottom of your footboard, uh, underneath it facing down. And then you have one on below that on the foot plate uh, the bottom plate facing up and then you also have them close on um the rod going across so when you change your beater height and everything like that mm -hmm. and i am extremely curious i know uh samus 66 he did a little video on it you can check it out on youtube and he seemed to really enjoy them mm-hmm um, so I'm, I'd be really curious to try these things out. Um, it's an interesting looking pedal. Like 
I find, uh, I don't find that the footboard looks extremely comfortable. It's pretty narrow at the base, but... Definitely, yeah. I can't, like, I just feel like the magnets are a good idea. Like, it just seems, uh, I don't know, it seems like it'd be pretty cool feeling. It doesn't seem like it would ever wear out. Like, you hear of people, um, like, with access pedals, people breaking springs because they just jack them up to like the highest tension and mm-hmm. go crazy on them and then they break springs and oh, man. have you ever um, broken a spring no definitely not oh my no. god i broke like four of them with my tana speed cobras um and it's so annoying because so i actually broke one when we were recording our album uh we had spent like like 10 hours miking the drums and doing sound check and getting everything ready to go and everything and then finally we're like we got all those sounds everything's working and we're like all right cool you guys like ready to take a stab at doing a song i'm like let's do it and i counted in the first song and the first bass drum hit my spring broke and it was just like boom recording session over (laughs) because i like i couldn't play anymore Um, that's it yeah that actually happened at uh i think it happened i know it happened at a, a band practice as well it may have happened at a show once but fortunately i had a backup yeah, so so with those the vertical springs, you end up breaking them. Um, with the the trick um, horizontal springs, they use bias rods, which wear over time. Like it's just something that happens when you have metal on metal. Like it it's gonna wear. Um, but with these, I just don't see how anything's going to wear out like maybe some of the connection pieces or something like that yeah, but maybe the, the bearings actual... or something like that and the yeah but any other pedals that's going to happen too mm-hmm. um like i just don't see how these things can fail like when you're on the road unless they like physically fall apart yeah. but they look like they're pretty sturdy and and well made oh so... yeah they really do um it'd be interesting because i got i i feel like they probably would have a uh, just a different feel as well like kind of the same way like going to a, a trick compression spring from a standard spring has a, a slightly different feel i think these would be a, a, the same idea Hmm. absolutely i in my head i feel like it would uh it would be more like floating mm-hmm. like i don't know i just get that feeling of like just the, not having spring tension and have it like it just seems like it'd be completely different Totally. Um, I'm interested I'm, to see how these um, evolve because they're, I mean, I don't think, I think they've actually been around for a little while, but I, I do think that now that Samus did a video on them, um, there's a lot of people in the metal community talking about them. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, if this pedal kind of becomes more popular and, and used more commonly, uh, it'd be cool to see how they, you know, up their technology and, and kind of streamline everything. Yeah, man. I don't know if Absolutely, is the right word, but yeah, so yeah. yeah, I, I, I hope they push forward and keep doing more, more stuff and improving in any way they can, man. Because totally. it's, it's super cool to see this new technology coming out. Um, for something that you think is kind of uh, like basic, and it's like okay, like we've reached the point, like pedals are as fast as they can go, but then someone's like, why don't we use mag- magnets instead of springs? Yeah, totally. Like, Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It takes a while because people are, are set in their ways, right? They mm-hmm. like things a certain way. So we'll, we'll see how these, uh, these grow and progress. Yeah, totally. I'd like to try them sometime. So sticking on the, uh, 
and the pedal front, um, there's a bunch of different types of these pedals. So, uh, I mean, everybody's familiar with double pedals, uh, and some people be less might be less familiar with the fact that there are single pedals that are also double pedals. Um, specifically, I'm talking about the Sonar Giant Step. If you've ever heard of that, this guy. Sonar Giant Step? Yeah. There's also... Look it up. It's also worth, um, while we're doing this, talking about the Duelist pedal. Yes, I was actually looking at that. And they have two um, different types. They have a triple pedal and a double pedal, which is in one pedal, um, which I think we should hold off talking about the triple until after the double pedal conversation because the triple is his own beast. Yeah, it, it's insane. So are you, are you talking about the twin or are you talking about the the one that has the two pedal, two beaters in the middle with the pedals on either side? I'm talking about the single pedal with it. You activate one with your heel and one with your toe. Yes, of course. So that's okay. the, what I'm yeah. talking about right now. Yeah. Um, these things are actually really cool. Um, I've never played one, and I would love to. So this one specifically, like the Sonar Giant Step, the technology looks legit. Like, you know, you can get a real hit out of your heel, and you can get a real hit out of your toe. Where the Duelist pedal, they have a similar idea. Um, they have it set up so that you get one hit by stepping on the pedal, like a standard, like the way you normally would. And then the next hit actually just comes from lifting your foot up off the pedal. Um, yeah. So these two of the similar ideas, but they're both played very differently. Um, and uh, I think that the, from what I've read, the Sonar Giant step uh, is like you would have more control where the, the dualist pedal, yeah, you can get a nice hard hit whenever you're stepping on it, but whenever you lift your foot off of it, you pretty much get what, like what you get, you know? Um, yeah, I, I when I was looking up the um, the Duelist pedal, it was it was really neat, but like being able to play sixteenths by just going up and down, like it just um, it seems a little odd. And I understand because he the way they explained it, it was so that you have your left foot free to be able to work your hi hat at mm-hmm. the same time as being able to go fast on your kick. Um, but especially in the, as far as metal goes, there's sacrifices you have to make. You only have so many limbs and like that to me is kind of like cheating, you know? Yeah. If I people <laughs> like I can look past the triggering and stuff. I've been doing it for years, but as far as that, like you hit down once and then you just bring your foot up and you get two hits out of it. And mm-hmm. they both seem like pretty strong hits too. Like, if you watch some of the videos, uh, and I think it was like Nam 2016 when they came out, um, uh, you know, like they're like it, it, it is pretty legit, and it'd be fun to mess around on. But on a professional level, I don't think I would ever think about using one. I same. I'm in the same boat, uh, with one exception: is if I was to lose a leg, <laughs> then then that is completely fair game. Yes. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And 100%. I've often, you know, I, I don't know if, if I'm just weird saying this, but like, I've often thought like, okay, if I was in some sort of accident and I lost a leg, I immediately would reach out to uh, Dennis from ACD Unlimited, the guy who makes the Darwins and all this other crazy stuff and be like, hey, 
how could we design a pedal like this except for like extreme metal that's like you know really high end um because as if, i mean as cool as these ones are neither of them really look like something that would cut it in the extreme metal world no i don't think so especially this uh sonar one like i don't see mm-hmm. that lasting like it 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 looks okay but like it just does it looks a little cheap and not quite as solid as uh yeah, something a lot, that a lot I, of moving parts play. for sure yeah oh um, definitely i did see a video actually somewhere on youtube of a guy playing uh with two of these he had two electric bass drums and he was using two of them and he could go so fast with them that it became a tone like it was insane like he's in there playing and then all of a sudden he just kicks it up and you hear just like a <laughs> yeah just a hum yeah it was crazy yeah that's insane so all right can we there, there's another portion to this as well that sonar makes and it is it's a part of the giant step uh the double center pedals mm-hmm so sonar giant step double center pedals. So this allows you to have a double pedal, but your kick drum centered with the both beaters on the kick drum, and then your legs going out to the left and to the right. Um, honestly, what what are your thoughts on this? Because it looks weird. I me. think um, so. It's interesting because there's actually quite a few variations of this. I think um, there's actually some really really old ones, and ironically enough. One of the next, I might as well send you this now. Uh, the Schleichman uh, has a pedal just like this. Um, okay, how do you how do you spell that? That's S L E I S H M A N. The Schleichman twin pedal. Twin pedal. Schleichman. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! What the right? <laughs> okay. So All right. there's that, and then there's also. Um, so we'll talk about these two, I guess, first, um, because I think it's kind of a neat idea. I'm, I'm someone who really likes symmetry and, um, if I didn't have two bass drums, the idea that I could play, that my bass drum pedals would be even because, um, I find just more and more when I play a double pedal, I'm like way more aware of how laggy the left is, even on top of the line pedals. Um, but in this case you're not going to have that difference. Yeah. They're both going to be laggy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're they're both going to be just as laggy. Uh, Honestly, it's just to me, aesthetically, I think that it's going to look super strange with a kick drum dead center of the kit. Mm -hmm. Like even when I play single pedal, I still only like, I, I put my kick to the right slightly angled because that's what's comfortable like i'm not playing with my legs straight because then my my knees would be together Mm -hmm. so you know i play in a comfortable position and let my feet fall onto the pedal where you know where it should on the on a slight angle so i always thought it like aesthetically i think it would look really strange with one kick drum centered in the middle of the kit like i could see that I don't hate the idea of it um, because I like the I, I think that I could get my rack toms a little bit lower. Um, however, I don't think I would use either of these pedals. Um, there's another one too. There's the offset pedals 
that yes I've, uh, I've seen those before which um they've actually recently upgraded their uh, setup and they look quite a bit better but the ultimate ones i say is acd unlimited uh also makes a center pedal and these ones are like high quality like i feel like you probably wouldn't notice any lag with these ones um have you, but again yeah i see what you mean where it would be kind of odd to see that setup of a kit but you would be able to get it nice and symmetrical so that'd be kind of cool yeah can we talk about the design of these schleichman ones for a second what do you think of that <laughs> dude i just sent you a picture of uh one of the old ones i found of the schleichman uh and it, it looks ridiculous um but <laughs> do you, no do you want like to describe the... to everybody what it looks like what the uh what they look like oh my god i just got that picture you sent me that thing would break so fast Oh yeah. Like it almost looks like what like a barbecue girl or something. Like it's made out of spare barbecue parts. Yeah, look how thin everything is. Oh man, if you stomped on that. Yeah, and the like the beaters are back so far. I I would hope you could adjust them. Look at the bend in the beater shaft too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like uh, Oh man. Whatever. The um but I like I like I kind of like the the design they have on these newer ones because it has so the beaters are centered on the kick drum, and then it has like almost two wings that come off of it that are connected, I uh, believe by a chain. It looks like here. Yeah. Um, and you got your springs are kind of like angled. Like everything has like a kind of angleness to it. But then from those wings coming off, you have your foot plate that I be- I'm going to say you can adjust appropriately. Um, I would hope that it looks like you can move those uh, footboard like to your liking. Yeah, right? it actually does look like you can probably angle those a little bit, huh? Yeah, so it's kind of cool where it, it has like a, a, a foot design. Um, but then it has a wing that comes off of it that attaches to mm-hmm. your uh, your chain drive. There. You know what's interesting about that is um, that I never really thought about before. But there's no um, drive. Nah, there's no drive shaft. So these are essentially two single pedals. You know, like you're not. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. it's two single pedals that are uh, mounted together. I mean, those footboards, though, with that extra metal wing coming off the side, they look heavy and sluggish. A hundred percent, they'd yeah. be sluggish. This is not something you want to be trying to rip 220 on, you know? Like, I don't even know how I would go about doing, like, swivel or doubles. Oh, uh, they have a new black model. On these. Ooh, the black model Ooh. actually looks quite a bit lighter. Yeah, just because it's black, it look it definitely looks lighter. Well, it also 100%. looks thinner. It's like that one, like they've got the one that we, I was just looking at had these big heel, like or these big toe blocks and stuff. Um, maybe the I don't know. I'd be interested in playing those. I wonder how they feel. Dude, I'm very, uh, very interested in mm-hmm. these. I'd love to take them for a whirl. Um, Oh man! Actually, just... there's a there's a video here. I think this guy has the same drum shoes as me. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, they have several different versions of it going back. I just sent you another um, old version of it, which is slightly newer than the one you sent me. Oh wait, maybe that didn't work. I think. It just... 
Oh, you're just sending me links. I'm I'm actually sending you proper photos. I know. I no, thought I thought silly. I sent you the right thing. Um, no. Oh, here's another cool uh, double pedal though. Uh, Nine thousand series. Who is this by? I like double pedals. Yeah, Drum Tech DP nine twenty one FB double pedal. By I, the company is drum tech i guess and this is another one that has like a heel plate and then uh i don't know if that like lock locks down oh yeah no similar to the giant uh, the sonar giant step yeah yeah that's what it looks like man these things are strange why are people like i don't i just don't understand why people are doing this um making all these yeah, it never hurts to have options i suppose I guess so. I just don't see them making very much, if any, money off this stuff. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I can't see, like, a, a. I don't know. Maybe there are people out there. All right. So. so, so I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> you go first. I insist. I was just going to say, um, you know, we got I, got. I got one more pedal for you here. What do you got? Okay, more pedals. All right, let's stick with pedals and then we will move on and past it. All right, let's do it. What's all right? What's this one? So the next one is, um, it's called uh, the Bullet and Kitch K I T C H, and then slash Natal N A T A L double pedal. You could also type in just Natal Bullet pedal. We'll pull up a picture of it. Bullet pedal. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not finding it here. Hold on. Send me, send me the link. God damn it. Uh, right. Give me a second here. I'll try. Oh, I'll try and see. The problem is my link takes you to a, like a review of it that doesn't actually show the pedal very well. So I'm trying to. It's like the picture is all cut off. Oh, it's off. the the natal. N a t a l. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got it here. I got it. So here. it. Uh, anyone listening, it's got like. It looks like a pretty standard pedal. Nice beefy looking um, drive shaft. Yeah. Um, but the footboard in the middle kind of it bends downward, almost like a step, and then it flattens out again. And then in that step, there's an adjustable little like plastic looking riser. So essentially, these pedals are designed for heel toe use. Um, and they, to be honest, they look like they'd be pretty good for it too. But. It, is that plastic? Uh, like it looks, it, it it has a cool design, but it does come across just with that little plastic piece a little cheap. A little bit. I don't know if it is plastic or not. Um, I mean, I think that it does look like it would. It would does look like it would feel good for for heel toe. I'll give it that. But I think not, using it not for heel toe would like. Tear up your. Imagine playing that with bare feet and, oh, and swivel. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could. Uh, I don't think you could get uh, like a, a good swivel on these things. No. Um, it does look like it's all kind of removable potentially. But I mean, um, regardless, even if you take that adjustable piece off, you still have that kind of curved, weird footboard, which could be cool. It could be. It'd be it would take some getting used to. In this review here though on musicradar.com, pros are uh feel natural, 
Best of both worlds, power and speed. Cons, not much. So pretty positive uh, little review there um, on these things. I, I'm i interested. Man, uh, there's a lot of cool gear out there but that I, I need to try out. Yeah, so I think these are plastic blocks. Um, those adjustable pieces by the, the foot plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Designed, uh, let's see, the, the, both foot plates are fitted with an adjustable sliding control block designed for the, the feet to pivot on, acting as a foot fulcrum for the heel-toe technique. So it is interesting that this is a specifically designed for a technique. Yeah. That's, so that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, I always yeah. thought it was neat looking. And with the amount of people, especially in the metal world, doing heel-toe now to get up to those ridiculous speeds... Uh, I have never seen anyone uh, even use these or try them. Yeah, before. they don't seem like so, exceptionally well known. No, but I would love but, to play one and try it out. And man, like six hundred euro—that's not too bad. Oh, what's that like? Oh, I think it's about what, like twelve hundred? Uh, no, that's yeah, it's six. Uh, I think it's six hundred pounds. So yeah, it'd be about uh, twelve hundred Canadian. So that's uh, that's pretty pricey. Yeah, it is it is a bit. Um but you know, like if you think of any high end pedal out there, you're you're looking at about fifteen to two grand. Yeah, but I mean I know, guess so. looking at these, I would have I would have assumed that they would have been in the price range of like a Pearl Eliminator or something like that. Like, you know, maybe eight hundred bucks at the most. Yeah, just looking at it for sure. Like I'm I'm hundred percent with you, man. Yeah. All right, well that's uh that's my last pedal, kind of. Kind of. You, you have, you have like eight more, but we're we're moving on past <laughs> pedals, man. We'll be here all day just talking about pedals. So, I want to move on to this nifty little thing. Um, it's relatively old invention, but I I was just I was, I was kind of blown away by the thought process, but behind it, it is the Trixon Telstar and Speedfire drum. Now, this is a kick drum that was, um, I believe, invented in the late 50s. Uh, German company, Trixon. Uh, and they literally like were bending the mold. So they, as I'm quoting from this uh, website here... Um, so this this kick drum it it looks like it's melted. So the one end is rounded. Uh, this is probably like a twenty inch kick drum or something like that um, on the one end. But then it looks like it's drawn out uh, and slopes down. Uh, so it's more of like an egg shape, um, but it's flat on the bottom. Yeah, it almost looks like it just got like sat on. Yeah, like it's very strange to look at. Like it lit- to like to me it just looks like it it kind of was like a 26 inch or 30 inch kick drum that melted. Yeah. Uh, in a weird way, right? But the whole uh part of this uh back then was you could have two different kick drum pedals hooked up to it um and in in different positions along the uh the center of the kick that for more like rock based stuff or or traditional uh low end k- 
kick you play to the the wider end and then if you're playing something jazzier and you want more tighter sound you play more towards the the smaller end uh so it gives you different tones and that's like to me that's that's crazy to even think about that's an uh, interesting concept i'm curious about how different it is i mean even even on my regular bass drum using a double pedal they each sound different so this must be a pretty drastic yeah oh definitely man uh like i've never been a huge fan of the double pedal because of that you can't necessarily get them uh in an appropriate spot so it sounded the same um but yeah not that our two bass drums ever sound the same no, I, <laughs> dude, that's that's when triggers are just like a glorious godsend. Yeah, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, just you know, same sample. Kind of neat thing I'm noticing here, just looking up the tricks on stuff, is that they've got other bass drums too, like that are. Uh, it looks like what's that? Maybe like a 16 or an 18 inch batter side, but then the the resonant side is maybe 16 inches, and so the whole thing's got a slight cone taper to it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I wonder. I bet that would be punchy. Yeah, man, they they have some really cool cool stuff. A lot of their stuff is is this kind of melted. Oh, okay, I think I see the one that you're talking about now, the Telstar 2000. Uh, I'm just 60s. on Google Google Images. I typed in tricks tricks and Telstar and then looking yeah. at everything. And for those of you at home, that's T R I X O N. Uh, look them up. They got some pretty rad vintage vintage stuff. But yeah, one that goes from like a twenty inch down to like batter side, and then then like an eighteen inch uh, red side. That that's kind of it's it's neat, man. It's yeah, a really cool. neat thing. They do the same thing with snares here too. I see. Which is I've seen other companies strange. do uh, multi size snare drums where it's like you know they they take different size heads. One little downside with this is that now you have to also buy your bass drum heads from them. And I can't imagine that oh, yeah. they, you know, I can't imagine they specialize as much as like Evans or Remo in making a sweet kick sound. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. You know, like they make their skin specifically for their drums, right? So mm-hmm. maybe. But uh, yeah, that I, I can see that just being ridiculously expensive. But if you're going to buy a drum like that, then. I mean, this is definitely not something you would use for metal. No, 100% not, um, which is okay. There are other genres of music, and, uh, you know, anyone uh, playing drums is 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 good. It doesn't matter what you're playing. Just uh, hit those drums. It would bother me. I guess, actually, no, I was going to say, it would bother me to use this as a double bass setup, but you could actually um, you know, just flip it around so that they, they mirror each other. Although, I guess yeah. this also... Um, makes that Gibraltar rack that we were looking at useless. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's cool though, I see a picture of like the actual like from the batter side uh, with a clear skin, and there's actually a a almost divider on the inside. Uh, since it's not a perfectly round kick drum, there Ooh. is a piece of wood, I guess, to brace it, and then that also divides it into two separate uh like channels i guess that's kind of cool yeah it's really neat the one i'm looking at here doesn't uh, have that although it is thick as hell it looks like that looks like a half inch thick like the whole crazy the base room anyway this i'm looking oh here's another one that has uh a divider i don't know if they all 
have that. That might actually be aftermarket. Who knows? But yeah, yeah some of these older style drums have some kind of cool like things in them that you don't see as often today. A lot of times it's just like I find modern drums are all about not having as much stuff on the shells so that it can resonate more. But you know, back in the old days, they put everything on the bass drums. Oh, dude, absolutely, absolutely. Like there were, they didn't have as much stuff. Um like there like different types of skins and, and and everything to to get the sound how you wanted it it they had to kind of innovate to get the sound they were looking for mm-hmm. and hearing in their head right so yeah some really cool stuff came out of the uh like 50s and 60s in yeah, that totally. era so i know yeah. um i think actually uh you should cuz i know you have another set of drums uh, they're kind of I, odd looking. I do, and they, I, I, I love these drums. I, I would love to own uh, a a set of these. Um, they're the staccato horn shaped drums, North and staccato horn shaped drums. Uh, there, there's a couple different companies that have made them. Uh, so in the sixties and seventies, uh, live drum miking and, and, and techniques and stuff like that was still on, on its way in and they're still trying to figure stuff out. So drummers wanted to keep up with like the loud amps and, and everything and, and made sure their drums were heard. So a, a couple different drum companies, um, came up with these, horn-shaped drums so you'd you'd just have a skin on the batter side and then they'd be open and they would they curve out so they kind of i guess they the idea is they project the sound out towards the audience more so um and it says even uh like nico mcbrain from iron maiden and uh john bonham there would have use these at some point in time so they were they're definitely a big thing even in the the, some of the more mainstream acts and stuff which is crazy but yeah they're just like extremely loud um very quick like instant decay because you don't have that res skin on there uh so i'm like super interested in trying (laughs) out a pair of these man and seeing what they actually sound like i would love to hear how they sound yeah there's it looks like from what i'm seeing there's two different types and i don't know if these are the same brand but like there's ones that are just like a they look like a you know the horn of a brass instrument essentially they're perfectly round but then there's these other ones that have a bit of a different design which may be a different company um and they're almost like pinched at the top uh almost like i don't know if you saw, saw those ones as well um but the bass drum yeah. is divided into two uh, flared parts. It almost looks like a pair. Like if you tipped it upright, it would look like a pair of like shorts. Yeah, it would <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I, man. They look funky. Eh? Like I like it. I would have to say I think they're hideous, <laughs> but I would. I am very interested in, in what they would sound like. Typically, I don't love the sound of single head drums. Um, I like. The like I know I like a nicely tuned tom, um, with I don't know it's just, it's almost it lacks some of that depth kind of like if you ever heard of roto toms and things like that it's kind of like that eighties vibe 
Um, makes me think oh, of like Phil, Phil Collins and stuff like that. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like it would be really hard to look badass while playing this kit. I disagree, man. <laughs> I think you can only look badass while playing that kit. Are you kidding me? Like, ah. Uh. It's, there, it's like it's weird it's like one of those things i just i don't like how they look but i can't stop looking at them <laughs> right you can't stop yeah like they're just they they suck you in i love them man i think it's the like i think it's super rad that's just me though um <laughs> i i would never like i would probably never buy a pair unless i or buy a set unless i had like some serious money to burn and also think about the cases because these are huge like like that well, 10 inch Tom would probably need to be in a hardware case. Like that's one <laughs> of the things they actually say on why they didn't really catch on was because transporting them to gigs and this and that was like such a massive pain in the ass. Yeah. So, because they're massive. Yeah. And, and the cost of constructing <coughs> like, it yeah it just you couldn't it, it just didn't make sense especially compared to uh the standard type of drums uh, and drums were were getting better and better then and mm-hmm. so and microphones yeah and microphones for sure my and, and micing techniques man just figuring out like drums are some of the hardest things to mic up you know and get mm-hmm. sounding good so especially back then like we've we've gone leaps and bounds since then um so yeah, but yes. I, I love them. I love them. <laughs> well, maybe someday you'll get one. We'll make you one. Yeah, my birthday's coming soon. So, <laughs> so anybody listening? Mm-hmm. All right, I got a few. I've only actually got like two things left, which I think is good because we're running. Uh, how are we doing for time? We got fifty-four minutes in here, so we'll, um, I got two left. This first one is uh, you know we just talked about some some drums that are kind of from an older time. Uh, this is a more modern kind of thing um it's called the butt kicker dtm drum throne rig i guess i don't know um have you ever heard of these things uh the butt kickers i have not <laughs> so butt these, kickers. Are, these are interesting so essentially what these are they're uh, uh a little thing that kind of looks like a motor almost uh and essentially you you mount it to your drum throne and you hook it up to your mixer which hopefully you have your drums mic'd and like, you know, the rest of the band and stuff. Um, and yeah. all of the low frequencies make this thing, uh, which is essentially just a big vibrator. <laughs> it's like what's in your phone. Um, so for example, you step on your kick drum, you're going to feel your throne shake as if your kick drum sounds huge. So these things were originally designed for home theaters or like in a movie theater, they'd be put under the seats. So that way you really feel, uh, you know, explosions and stuff like that. Yeah, and these are to help you keep in time. I've often thought that it'd be really cool to get something like this and just hook it up to your metronome, so that way you're really, really feeling, um, like every pulse. But even like you know how, if you've ever played a show like on a big stage, you hit your drums and you just feel it, and then all of a sudden you are enjoying yourself that much more. Your like your energy is up because it's like yeah, like this sounds great and. Uh, I can feel everything I'm doing, and I think that's kind of the perp, like why these things exist is to give people that feeling and make their playing more enjoyable and easy. It's definitely a luxury item. 
Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pearl Pearl makes one as well. Apparently, the Throne Thumper. Oh um, nice. But yeah, man, definitely. I played those gigs where it's uh, you have like a killer monitoring system, and you can get that kick, and the and the the guy running the monitors actually listens to you when you ask him to put the kick up in your monitor. He mm-hmm. doesn't just fake turn it up. He actually does it. And and you can feel that kick drum the whole show. And man, it it's night and day energy wise for me. Totally. I know. Um, one of the last shows that I played with uh, Johnny Nokash, Celtic Outlaws. Uh, I think it was like last November, really. Uh, then we went into the studio uh, throughout the winter, but um, we played the Oshawa Music Hall, and the onstage sound was just incredible. Uh, and we're used to playing like shitty bars and I wouldn't, I shouldn't say shitty, but like small bars and, and, and stuff like that all over the place and getting up there and, and with a killer, uh, monitoring system and having it thump and being able to feel it. It's mm-hmm. like night and day. Totally. The, I mean, even the, the last show I played, uh, I think was the one in Waterloo that you were, you actually played with the experiment specimen mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. they had a pretty good monitor set up. I remember. And, just hitting like floor like we do a lot of low punches where i hit my floor toms together and like hitting those and then just feeling everything shake makes you feel so good oh yeah man there's nothing worse than hitting something with all your power and like you only hear the acoustic drum like right there yeah and it's like nothing (laughs) yeah and it just feels like nothing and so you end up hitting harder and harder because you want to feel it yeah and if you're not feeling it you don't think the audience is feeling it you know so totally and then you get like burned out and you can't do stuff that you normally can do because you were hitting too hard yeah you end up pulling muscles or straining and and stuff like that you don't want that yeah. or damaging your your heads um yeah totally and your symbols sucks. oh yeah <laughs> i've broken so many symbols because of that but uh yeah dude i think this thing's rad uh once again along with every other product we've talked about i want i want to try one of these yeah i know right i even like again just imagine having your throne pulse to your click track because even like i i hate having to turn my clicks up too much i you know makes your ears ring it's not good for your hearing at all um but you need it and sometimes it might be a louder part where it makes it harder to hear your click so if you could feel that as well it'd be great Mm mm-hmm yeah, it would be cool. I don't know if I'd want my click vibrating my ass, but oh, um, you just gotta relax into it, you know. <laughs> dude, I'd be, I'd be down to try it. All right, I'd be down to try it once, see how it goes. <laughs> it's all about and attitude. Then, yeah, you gotta uh, be open to the idea, and then just let it happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vibrator on my ass. Uh, we're talking about drums here, all right. Yeah. Nobody make a beat joke. Yeah, no. All right. You're right. All right, what's your what's your last one? I'm all dude, I'm all out. We oh. we, we rifled through mine, man. All uh, right, I have one more and it's kind of neat. This is called the Farmer Foot Drum. Farmer Foot Drum. Mhm. All right, let me let me get this up here. See what the hell you're talking about. Portable foot play drum kit? Yeah. So hmm. just to get us on the same page here, I guess, I will send you a link to the one I'm looking at. I it's... am on the Farmer Foot Drum website. 
So, so essentially, wow. this V10. is uh, pretty much a full drum kit designed to be just played with your feet. So it's for um, maybe great for a busker who's also playing guitar or piano or bass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it looks, I, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of different configurations. And essentially, it's this, uh, I don't know how to describe this. It's it's like a, a monstrosity <laughs> of pedals. I think there's at least four pedals on there. There's uh, and one activates mm-hmm. a pedal that hits a bass drum. It's kind of like a one man band drum kit kind of setup. Yeah, um, it looks like you got you got an 18 inch bass drum. You got a 12 inch snare. You got a set of hi hats that goes underneath this whole unit. Uh, just rests there, and then you have auxiliary percussion that you can attach. So you can have I don't know what 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 else you could have there. Uh, a shaker, a tambourine. I think a tambourine oh, would probably go nice. Yeah, tons of stuff. Um, um, yeah, it's all customizable. You can add in like splash cymbals or something. Um, yeah, man. That's oh, wow. I'm nice. actually I'm on their website now, and there's a ton of different things. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw the one I specifically sent you, but like they've got some that look like they're more traditional style drum kits, but then their foot percussion just looks really like ah, it just looks neat. And I think you can probably fold them up and carry them around with you. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm curious how much one of these costs. Oh, I bet they're um, expensive. Oh wait, let's see. There's there's prices on their website. Is there price? Like I'm I'm looking here and it says um like how to buy and and stuff, but it doesn't give you a price. Oh uh, yeah. They... So it looks like they currently only sell like through their website and um this guy Pete builds it for you himself um it's pretty cool they look like yeah custom handmade stuff like yeah you have to put down a 250 dollar deposit and it takes about six to 12 weeks wow dude like it's pretty rad though like it looks it looks nice and it looks clean um it's a nice little Nice little unit here. Yeah, I better yeah. hope that uh, that Johnny doesn't find out that this exists. He might not need you anymore. Oh, dude, they have up to 12 pedals. Holy crap. Yeah, they got a 6, 9, and 12, it says here. That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, uh, 4,600? That's pretty pretty. Oh, yeah, here we go. Even, like, the 6 pedal is 2,600. Yeah, man. Um I mean, so, it makes sense. It's a lot of, it's a lot in that small package. It is, and it's all handcrafted and and everything. So, definitely, if yeah. you got if you got money and you want a neat little uh, thing to jam on, um, I I wouldn't say that uh, it would be great for uh, busking because most of the time, if you're busking, you are pretty broke, um, <laughs> to be honest. <clears throat> but yeah, man. I think that it, this is one of those things that, like, once you become a great busker and you're killing it, then then that's when you get something like this. It's actually yeah. pretty cool, though. The more I look at it, it's like, wow, like, this 12-pedal thing, it's not, like, full pedals either. It's almost more like buttons and stuff. Oh, dude, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on here. Oh, this man. Is super rad, man. Well, so, once again, this is another thing that I think would be super, super fun to play. Imagine yeah. seeing somebody play like a like you know a guitar and sing and then have this along with them as well. 
So are all these like buttons and stuff? They're all attached to like drumsticks. So it's just a drumstick in there. Then you can have like a cowbell there and a splash cymbal over here. And yeah. um, your snare, the sticks hit it from underneath. So when you hit the pedal, like you got two different snare sticks there. And dude, it, um, it's pretty cool. It is. It's super rad, man. It'd be something fun. You're just sitting there like. I don't know. You could be knitting or something and then like <laughs> playing drums with your feet. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know what you do in your spare time, but well, know. now everybody knows that you knit. <laughs> what's wrong. All right. What's wrong with knitting? Uh, Are you trying to demasculate <laughs> me? Come on. I don't, I wish I knit. I wish I could knit myself a sweater. I don't know. Knit some drum cozies. Yeah, exactly. I'll knit myself some, uh, new, new little sweaters for all my toms. You know, <laughs> when I get my, my new drum kit. Uh, they'll ha- each have their own little sweater. I used to be pretty good at sewing. Back when I was a, a goth kid in high school, I made a lot of my own clothes. Oh, yeah? See, dude, I took a sewing class in high school, so I should be really good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I was I was a punk in high school, so always, like, sewing patches onto my vests and jackets mm-hmm. and stuff. But that's as far as I took it. You never uh, knitted patches onto your vest? No, I didn't knit patches onto my vest. <laughs> that could be a thing. I would uh, love to. Uh, if anyone out there wants to teach me how to knit, um, you know, then let's do it. Let's start <laughs> a knitting class. Drummer's knitting. I love it. <laughs> and we'll all order some of these farmer foot things. and Yeah, and, and knit and play drums <laughs> all at the same time. Like I like it. Uh, well, that's yeah, it. I love it, dude. That's awesome, it for man. all of uh, all of the things, and um, that that's that's fun to talk about this stuff. We could totally do another episode like this because there is so much weird drum gear out there. Oh yeah, man, dude, I'm still I'm still on this uh, throne vibrator, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. That's uh, yeah, that's something else, man. Right? I wonder yeah. if you could just get like a regular personal vibrator and attach that to your phone and then use it as your metronome. I mean, you'd have to like insert it, it. (laughs) 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 but I mean, then you're definitely going to feel that pulse. Oh my God. (laughs) Dude, I don't know how you, you would go about that. If you want to, um, stick vibrators in your butt when you play drums and go nuts. I don't know how you would go about connecting that to a metronome. I know. Well, um, you know what? If anybody does that, feel free to send Corey a message and detail it to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll test it out for you, apparently. <laughs> um, um, yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, if you guys want to see any of the, the stuff that we talked about, we'll, we'll put the links in the description. Um, and if you know of any weird things... Uh, that you want us to talk about or think that we should know about, let us know. Cause, uh, I love finding out about weird gear. Yeah, man, absolutely. Then we'll do a whole other episode, uh, with all your suggestions. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. All right. You got, you got anything else? Um, I think, I think that's it, man. All I right. think, uh, I think we're good. I, uh, I gotta go play drums now. Let's do it, man. Uh, Everybody, it was fun. This is Derek signing off. Yep. Have a good one. And we'll see you next week. Corey signing off. Oh, this is Corey signing off. Uh, (laughs) All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care.
Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time.